Hello and welcome to another episode of the Small Town Tourist Podcast, where we experience and explore everything that makes small towns great. I'm your host, Abby Graves, and today we are talking with Nikki Mortz. She's the owner of Zen Den Therapy in Sock Center. This conversation with Nikki was one that I was completely not expecting. I thought we were just going to be talking about some fun things to do around the Sock Center area, but we ended up talking all about her spiritual journey, how she got into doing massage therapy and oil therapy. We even talked about how she worked with a shaman in Long Prairie. So there are some just great stories that Nikki shared with us, and I cannot wait for you to hear them. Please enjoy Nikki Moritz of Sock Center. Then we all agree that this little town has got its ups and it's got its downs, but growing up somewhere else around wouldn't be this place. Yeah, that's my hometown. How I like to start it is have you give me like your quick elevator pitch of who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Like right now. Like right now. Okay. Nikki Mortz. I'm originally from Sox Center, Minnesota. I married a guy from Sox Center, Minnesota. I started my business in Sox Center, Minnesota. And the purpose of my life is to help others through it. I love that. Let's start at the very beginning. So you're from Sox Center. You've been there your whole life. Did you ever leave for like college or anything? I went to school in St. Cloud for a short period of time for sales and management. And I did not finish at St. Cloud Tech. I ended up having to start working full-time. And then I worked in management at a cabinet shop in Sock Center called Cabinet Components for like 12 years. Oh, wow. And uh, we can go down that rabbit hole. But ultimately, those types of jobs for me taught me what I didn't want to be for the rest of my life. And there's always got to be, you know, a portion of the story that's a little bit like traumatizing. So, of course... My mother passed away in 2010 from lung cancer. She encouraged me before she passed away. She wanted me to go back to school. So I went back to school for massage therapy in 2010. Yeah, I went to school in 2010, but she passed away in July of 2010. And then I went to school in October of 2010. And so I opened up a business in 2012 called Zenden Therapy. At the time, it was called something else, but now it's called Zenden Therapy. Yeah, and there's just been a lot of stuff that has kind of manifested through that. Coaching massage, energy therapies, retreats, business owner, COVID, (laughs) you know, all that kind of stuff. This is all being elaborated from, well, where did you go to school if you want me to keep going? Yeah, keep going. This is great. Uh, Okay. To kind of go back to mother passed away from lung cancer, it was kind of a shift. Trauma triggers change. And at the time, it triggers a change within you that you think, how are you going to get through this? But then you look back on it and you think, I watched my mom at 48 years old pass away from this. And I ultimately felt like she never did anything for herself. And um, at the time, she was raising a couple of her grandsons. She had gotten remarried. My parents were divorced. And she passed away at 48. And I'm going to be 42 in March. So that's only six years away to where it's like, man. I tattooed on myself infinite beginnings, and I promised myself I would indefinitely always be trying new things, beginning new things, doing new things, and that just, again, manifested into a whole other category of being part of nonprofit organizations, being part of the arts, flipping, refurbishing product. Currently, my my remodel project is I bought a 1985 motorhome that sits in my backyard. <laughs> yes! Oh my gosh, you have no idea how bad I've been wanting to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
maybe it can be another podcast. You can like come watch it happen. But I'm remodeling a 1985 motorhome right now because I just like to always be starting something. And then I did just get my chicken coop delivered today too. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, you and I, we are kindred spirits because Probably. when's your birthday? August 9th. Leo. Okay. Well, I'm March 19th. I'm a Pisces, but yeah, there's always synchronicities. When I saw that you had put in, I think what was on Instagram, you know, when you had said, if you had any ideas and I thought, oh gosh, I mean, I should just tell her about some of the different things that take place in Sox Center. Of course, you've been here to do some of them. I am one of those small town people. I love going and taking adventures though. I mean, I haven't traveled all around the world, but I've traveled quite a few places in the U.S. I'm not one of those small town people that thinks, oh, I'm just never going to leave. But you know what? I've experienced what you experienced too, where you go to bigger cities and, and you think, no, I, I want to go back home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I want to go back home and I'm okay with everybody knowing who I am. Yeah. It's a good feeling. It's community. Yep. And, you know, and then we also create our own retreats. You know, there's areas in our life that we can go retreat to ourselves. I mean, like, if you look behind me, I mean, this is my therapy space. I retreat to this day four days a week when I'm doing therapy on other people. I mean, and nobody's in here and it's really quiet. So, yeah. So that's a little bit about me. I guess I I went back to the school, like I said, for massage therapy and kind of the rest is history. I'm currently organizing a retreat right now that is going to be hosted hopefully up north at a place called the getaway you should look it up the getaway making a note of that pretty cool it's by pillager Okay, cool. Okay, so I want to dive a little bit deeper into your massage therapy because I think this is something that is so beneficial to so many people, but they just are scared to like do it. I just feel like I talk to so many people. They're like, "Ah, I don't want anyone touching me. So give a little background on how you run your massage therapy practice as part of Zen Den. Okay, so I want to start this off by saying my word for 2023 is authenticity. When I explain things, as you can tell, I probably get a little bit wordy. So at any point in time, just be like, all right, Nikki, we've got to stop. (laughs) It's a podcast. Wordy is good. (laughs) I did not realize for me how spiritually uplifting performing massage therapy would be, how much it is more in honor of somebody. Sure, there are plenty of people that I give massages to that come because my elbow hurts, my shoulder hurts, my neck hurts. I want you to fix it in one time. And I always tell people, okay, you're 40 some years old or you're 30 some years old. You're not going to be able to come to me for a half an hour and think that that whole time up to 30 years old is going to get rubbed out in 30 minutes. (laughs) A lot of people don't like to be touched because many a times we haven't been taught properly, you know, and not, I'm not, I'm not insinuating improper touch, you know, which that happens at times too. And that's a lot of times some of the reason why people come to experience what proper touch is. You know what I mean? And there's a difference between touching someone and feeling someone. It's completely different. Uh, Also, I'm a firm believer in the Holy Spirit and that when I'm performing therapies on people, yes, it might be me that's here physically doing this, but I'm asking for the assistance of a higher power, God to be here and help this person let go of whatever it is that might be holding them back. Many people probably didn't realize this, but our body in many different ways stores trauma, uh, not just from, oh, I have a car accident and I broke my ankle. Yeah, sure, there is there is a trauma in the fascia of that portion of your body. But even if you saw something happen traumatic, most of the time when we do something, we instantly go, <gasps> and we suck in. Mm-hmm. And wherever that breath stopped, 
is usually where that memory's been lodged. I know that there are people, you know, I don't like to be touched. And we like to set, everybody likes to set up boundaries. But again, there's a difference between being touched and somebody feeling you and realizing where the tension holding spots are. And it's kind of a dance, to be honest with you. Uh, You're kind of dancing through this routine with somebody. And typically, they don't even have to tell me as soon as they walk through the door, maybe what is going on. It's incredible after you've been doing this for a while, how quickly you can catch on to that. We all already do it. I don't have some gift that's more predominant than somebody else. It's just that most of us aren't in situations or jobs that allow us to get in touch with that. You probably do in what you do. You have to be keenly aware of maybe where people are at and uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure you've walked into a room, hunt, and all of a sudden it's like, you know, you're going to be into a sticky situation as soon as you walk in and the air feels heavy. Mm-hmm. We all We just think, oh, that's just is what it is. No, that's your conscious. That's your subconscious catching on to like, we just think it ain't that big of a deal, but it's actually a lot deeper than that. So for someone who doesn't like being touched, that's okay. Their type of therapy might be hunting, fishing, but I don't know how you were brought up, but when I was brought up, my parents were very affectionate towards us. And so it's never been an uncomfortable feeling for me. When I first started practicing on people, it was like, sure, yeah, you just wanted to make sure that they were comfortable. But now (laughs) the trick of it is, is this. If somebody (laughs) says, oh my gosh, that was an amazing massage. You can't let your ego get in the way you say, well, it wasn't me. And if they say, oh, that was terrible. Well, it wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) It works both ways. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) The beauty of my position in assisting and fulfilling the purpose of my life, which is to help others through that I've yet to have somebody walk through the door and say, I don't want to be here. Everybody loves it. And that's a pretty rare job. I don't even consider what I do a job anyways, but it's pretty rare for you to be like, oh gosh, you know what I mean? Like everybody comes in is just like, oh, I'm so glad I'm here. You know, so that's great. Yeah. So I see you have oil therapy listed as one of your services on your website. Could you tell me a little bit more about what that entails? Oil therapy is a mix of experiencing the aromatics of oils along with the healing or medicinal benefits of of essential oils. Also with the goal of hopefully encouraging whatever it is maybe that you're wanting to work on. So say somebody comes in and is like, oh my gosh, I can tell that I'm totally getting sick. I'm thinking I want to do an oil therapy today. So there's a few different types of oil therapies that I was trained to do. And then after I was trained on doing some of them and understanding and going to school for like chemistry of oils, then I started to create a few of my own. In specific, there's like an oil therapy called the raindrop. And the raindrop is a pretty heavy oil therapy. It's nine different oils. It incorporates being applied to your feet on the reflexology points that represent the spine on your back. And then after it gets done to your feet, then it also gets applied to your back. So you're hitting it with double duty. And I do you know, I do you understand what reflexology is? It's been described to me years ago. I used to work with a psychic medium a lot on my radio show and she was dabbling into that. So she was explaining it a little bit on air to me in like minute long segments. (laughs) Okay. So like your hands, your feet, actually every different point in your body. I'm sure you've heard of acupuncture. Yes. So there's acupressure 
also, and you are focusing on pressure points or reflexology points that represent every function and organ of your body. So there's points on your feet, there's actually points in your mouth, there's points on your spine, there's points on your hands, and then you can dive really deep into it to where there's like meridians and different channels and all of that kind of stuff. The bottom of your feet, can't show you my foot. <laughs> Well, you're just the bottom of your hand, but like, let's say that this is like your big toe. The bottom of your feet, your spine is represented over on the side, on the inside of your foot. And so there's a specific way to apply the oils that encourage your body to say, hey, I remember this. I remember feeling like this. I remember how good this felt. And it starts to basically prepare your body to receive the full treatment. And then it gets applied to the spine. Uh, there's another one that's not as heavy as that one called Aroma Touch. And then, like I said, I created a few other ones that I thought I wanted to do that would create an experience out of not only receiving oil therapy, but I also incorporate sounds that oh. enhance experience and other add-ons. For instance, one of them is called Forest Retreat. And so I use firs and pines and eucalyptus and that sort of thing. But then I also put a mud mask on you. Okay. Like, you know, thinking, oh, mud, soil, you know, immersive. There you go. And then also I play music that incorporates more of like songbirds, maybe a stream running through it. I truly like to create more than just a session. I want it to be an experience. That's because that's what we want. Your body can't tell the difference between if you allow yourself to truly immerse in that time. Your mind can't tell the difference between am I physically experiencing what I'm smelling and what I'm what I am listening to. They've done a test before where they had somebody hooked up to somebody telling you, okay, you're getting ready for the race and now you're getting down and now the you know the shot is fired and and your legs are going and and this just is in these headphones. And then they also had the same mechanism hooked up to somebody who's actually physically running the race. As the person was told running the race, the other person truly was, but the same muscles engaged in the same things in their brain engaged just by being told you were doing it versus somebody that truly was doing it. Okay. It's, not, it's so interesting. So if you can get people in an experience that gets the smells, the sounds, the touch, all of it all in one, you really can allow yourself to totally embrace the experience that's taking place, you know? And then your body then emits the same quote-unquote hormones or enzymes to relax your body. And, you know, sometimes some people are like, I don't want to be done. I don't want to leave. Well, yeah, (laughs) you don't want to walk out the door. There's sound and ambulances and you can hear the freeway and smells and all of that stuff and it all starts to come back. Mm -hmm. But the goal is is to get your body, your mind, your spirit to the point to where even though you might be tossed back into what we call life, hopefully you start to train yourself to not react to life as harshly, but start responding to it instead. One of my favorite people that I follow online, uh, she always says the body keeps score. Everything you're describing, it just matches perfectly with what she says. Like you're going to go out there and you're going to experience bad things, but it's all in how you react to them. Right. It is. And I didn't realize that. I think people say, well, isn't that come with getting older? I think to a certain degree, but in my experience, so I've been told 
I wouldn't know this because I've always been in my body and in my brain, so I don't know what to compare that to. Ever since I was young, there were these things in my life that created quote unquote trauma, some more devastating than others, some not as devastating as some, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But your coping mechanism starts to kick in at a young age. And after a while, it becomes debilitating and you want it to go away. So you usually run away from this conflict. I don't know if you know who Dr. Jordan Peterson is, but if you don't, he's phenomenal. Look him up online. You would love him. He talks about how where your coping mechanism kicks in and you find yourself usually running from conflict because that's what you've been trained to do. As you get older, you don't want to experience the conflict. So you don't run away from it anymore. You nip it in the bud like right away, right away. We have these pathways that we take in life and we have all these experiences that really, instead of us thinking, why does this stuff happen to me all the time? It always is happening to me. What about if it's happening for you? It's all tools to help train us to be a better version of ourselves and to grow in wisdom. Well, I'll quote one of my blogs that I have on my website, wounds are my wisdom. To a certain degree, I think everybody can relate to that. So that all came from oil therapies. Maybe you read some of the other therapies or other things that I offer. I've kind of started diving into doing more retreats. I mean, I'm not like 70 years old or anything, but I'm in my 40s now. And I don't have more room for clients, put it that way. You know what I mean? So as time goes on, it's like, okay, how am I going to maybe not do so many of these, but create a replacement for that where you can offer up the wisdom through your experiences, maybe to a, at a larger scale, which is kind of what you're doing. Yeah. That's pretty much what you are doing. Not kind of, that's what you're doing. I mean, it's, it's amazing to have the courage to do that kind of stuff. So that's awesome. So what exactly do your retreats entail? Give me an example of like what one would look like. The last one we did was a couple of years ago in October, which we were actually kind of surprised people showed up because that was at the heightened state of like, don't even breathe the air. Don't breathe the air. Oh, that October. <laughs> <laughs> Don't breathe the air. God screwed up. Don't breathe the air. <laughs> Anyways, that one was embracing the elements, earth, air, water, and fire. And we created experiences that would incorporate all these separate elements. So the fire aspect of it was we had a fire one evening. It just so happened to be on a full moon. And we did uh, a portion of letting go of what no longer serves us. Uh, it was really cool. We actually did like a Chinese balloon and we let those go. That's pretty symbolic. Water, of course, the retreat was at a place where we were on the lake. And so we did morning uh, meditations every morning out on the dock in the fog. We did a painting experience that incorporated all pigments from earth. What was the air? Oh, we did some sort of thing, I think, with some scarves and we can't ever see the air. You can't see it. So we tried to incorporate an experience for that had color with the air so we could see the air blowing through it. And then none of them that we've ever performed or my friend and I have done one together. We're actually planning another one for come November. They're never religiously impacted. They're very spiritually impacted. And I think also incorporate subjects that create vulnerability because vulnerability is literally the point of I need to leave or I'm just going to stick with it and I'm just going to go through it because everybody's feeling uncomfortable like me. And if you're not feeling uncomfortable, you're not growing. So we try to create vulnerability, but also encourage people at any point, if you're not comfortable with moving forward, and sometimes it's just literally talking about something, you know, it's never like, okay, now we're going to jump out of a plane. <laughs> <laughs> 
emotional talk, spiritual talk without you already creating the assumption that you're being judged is rare and hard to find. And I think every single human being on this planet has that ability. I think it's hard to find sometimes a safe space for that. Basically, it just boils down to we encourage people to understand and want to embrace, I mean, ultimately love. I mean, everything boils down to love, whatever you're doing. And then it goes into have you ever heard of vibrations and frequencies? I have. Yeah, that was a huge thing that my medium friend was a proponent of. And so everything, everything is a vibration. Everything's a frequency, even if it's a rock. Everything has a vibration. Emotions have frequencies. When a, a human body or any body rather is experiencing hatred, fear, fear is the lowest resonating frequency. And fear, unfortunately, I wish people would know this, and you're going to know where I'm going with this. When we are told to be fearful and then we fall for it, we might as well just say out loud, I am sick, I am sick, I am sick, I am sick, I am sick. Fear is what will be the hindrance. You ever hear people say, oh, I'm so sick and tired. I'm just sick and tired. Think of the person. They're mm -hmm. usually sick and tired. <laughs> Bitter baddies. Yes. What if we would say, oh my gosh, I am so healthy and I'm good looking and I'm just wonderful. And it triggers change. And people say, well, I'm not going to lie to myself. You're not lying to yourself. I mean, do you want to be liked? Do you want to be happy? Well, then say it. You know what I mean? Walk the walk, man. We do it the opposite direction. But instead of me being so harsh on humanity, we also have to realize where we're seeing all that and where we're hearing all that and where it's all coming from. And without diving deep into that, I want to say that's not a coincidence. There are also entities and individuals that know exactly what I'm talking about and what it can do to people and how it can keep them in control. So fear is very, very savvy if we allow it to take hold. Anyways, I would say that that's a lot of what the retreats are about is embracing where we once came from because I truly believe we are a spiritual being having a human experience. We came from somewhere greater than ourselves. It's like we're born this beautiful little thing. We're then bamboozled into thinking that we have to break our backs and skin our knees in order to live. And then when we start to maybe get into 30s, 40s, or even beyond, then we start training ourselves back the other direction. I think we need to start incorporating that at even a younger age. So my next thing right now, besides the, you know, the chicken coop and all that kind of stuff and the remodeling of a motor home is understanding as much as I can about frequency and quantum healing and things on a deeper level. Because when you get into the depths on a scientific level of what a human body is, we're made up of sound and frequency. And that's why when you hear a beautiful song, you get goosebumps. Uh, and that is why when you experience utmost joy, that's why tears come to your eyes. Because that's sparking your God spot. And we're not teaching that. But I think things are changing. We have COVID to thank for triggering change. Because remember, trauma triggers change. 
Yeah. And it's so nice to talk to someone who has this outlook on life because I actually come from like the same school of thought that you just described. Just a soul having a human experience meant for bigger and better things. This is just one stop on the journey. And honestly, I have COVID to thank for that as well because my medium friend is the one that really opened my eyes to that. And it's amazing how different you see the world after you start hearing some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And how it's been hidden. It's something I never even thought of growing up Catholic in a small town. I asked too many questions and I was not a popular kid for that reason. <laughs> but then you uh-huh. find the right people and you have the right conversations and your worldview changes. And whether or not you believe in it or not, it's just important to realize there are other views than the one that you were brought up with. And the beautiful thing about it is... Most things that we're, we're, we're being told to be interested in life usually is, when you think about it, is telling us, and then take your brain out and put it up on the shelf when you walk out, mm-hmm. out the door. Here's the beautiful thing about it. I can tell you something. You don't have to believe it. You know what I mean? There's lots of th- I, I studied with a shaman, actually, in Long Prairie for a while. His name was Steve Getsky. Does that sound familiar? It doesn't, but now I'm going to do some digging. <laughs> well, Don, he has passed away. But if I described to you where he lived, you could go find where his house used to be. I trained with him for a while because I had went to one of my, one of the people that incurred, do you know who Dave Stramone is? I don't. Okay. Well, he used to do massage therapy in Long Prairie. Oh, wait, he was over by the liquor store, right? Yep. And he was in that log cabin. Yep. Yep. Okay. I didn't know his last name. I just knew his name was Dave. (laughs) I could even be saying his name wrong. I'm not sure. But he was my mom's massage therapist. He was the one that told my mom, hey, my trainer from California is going to be doing uh, training here in Minnesota for massage therapy. You should tell Nikki about it. So she told me about it. I choose to do it. And to be honest with you, the reason I started it is because my mom was dying from cancer. And I thought if I could massage her, her bones would feel better. So that's why I did it. Because at the time, I was like, I don't want to touch anybody. See? Remember the touch thing? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do that. And then when it got closer to me to have to do the training, I'm like, oh, my God. These people are going to freaking want me to talk about my feelings. I already know what's going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> After I really started digging into the muck and really understanding and wanting more and wanting more, I went to Dave one time and I said, you know, I want to start coaching. I want to start doing life coaching. I, I want it to be more driven towards our spirituality. I want it to be more exactly about how we're talking right now. Bouncing ideas off of one another, but introducing this to people that have never never even heard about it before, which ultimately goes back to incorporating love back into our life. But I'm like, I don't see myself taking a class online with some guy in a suit and tie and that doesn't speak to me. I'm like, I'm thinking it's got to be like this old person, maybe living in the woods, crippled up fingers and just, you know, come on, here you go. He's like, I know that person. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, he's a shaman and he lives in the woods by Long Prairie and he raises his own chickens. And, uh, you know, so how it all unraveled was is I went there and he had cancer, but he never told me. And his wife, her name was Judy, she like, oh, you know, do you want any, do you want any tea while you guys discuss stuff? Sure. And I mean, she's taken out the different, do you want mint? Do you want spice? Do you want floral? I'm like, well, I don't don't know. You know, she's taking each thing out and crushing it up, putting honey on the honeycomb into it. And I'm just like, where am I? It was like I was in a dream. So the point of this is, is being taught things that you think, well, I don't know about this, 
but maybe I'll use it later. We did a journey, a shamanic journey. I had never done this before. And I thought, what? This is bizarre, you know. Had the most wonderful experience. I had the most eye-opening, wonderful experience. I ended up going to him probably five, six times. And then he ended up passing away. He taught me in that short amount of time, five or six sessions, the beauty of how absolutely everything deserves honor. Everything from a blade of grass to one grain of sand, to the chicken, to the fox that eats the chicken. That was a story. He just would let his chickens run wild, but the foxes would always get a hold of him and like, geez, why don't you kill him? He's like, no, 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 you don't kill him. You know, if you don't want your chickens ate, get them in the coop, you know? <laughs> you know, and it was like, yeah. And it just started switching my brain into thinking like, the fox is just doing what it knows what to do. You know what I mean? Like, don't kill the fox. because. <laughs> so... At the time when I was understanding shamanism, I when I started that journey with him, he made me write down on a sheet of paper what it is I wanted an answer of. And it was, you know, please give me some guidance on whether or not if I should take the journey of incorporating life coaching into my current practice or something like that. He's like, make it meaningful, not just, should I wear these blue jeans today? <laughs> not, yes, and I am telling you, he had me do a few different types of things that, I don't know, it, it just was, you know, maybe some people would think it's not as prophetic of as, as an impact it had on me as it did. But at the end, when I received my answer, if I should continue on that journey, the answer I received came from a rock. Now, <laughs> that sounds kind of crazy, but like, I basically had to write myself a letter as though the rock was telling me it. And it was the craziest thing as to how the fluidity of what I asked was coming out of literally looking at each end of this rock and how it started to speak to me. But it was through my words, just talking about like, you don't have to believe everything, but why don't you open your mind to see maybe how to experience it at the same time practicing discernment. I mean, I don't sit around and play on Ouija boards either. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to, but you know, you need to practice discernment. You need to ask guidance from your higher power. And if you know and honor the fact that you are covered by the Holy spirit, that's more powerful than anything else. Those are what my retreats are like and experiencing things without judgment. That sounds so cool. All of that like is right up my alley. We need to continue to do that because then back to that, it creates a vibration and it creates a frequency. And even though it's happening to you in yourself, in your body right now, that is emitted. This conversation is creating a frequency in my neighborhood and it's creating a frequency in your neighborhood. We catch on to that by just, you know, watching and paying attention to the little, little niggles that, you know, take place. These kinds of conversations I know are happening more often. These types of therapies I know are part of creating response in humanity that's only going to be positive because what we're doing right now ain't working. We are at the peak of humanity being advanced in pretty much everything. But if you look at statistically the mental health, it's deteriorating and we keep feeding it with more bars, more alcohol, more legalizing this, legalizing that. And I'm not saying that some of those things don't have a time and a place. Don't get me wrong. I get it. You know, <laughs> Lord knows I've done my fair share. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that I wasn't able to totally embrace the levels of spirituality and the messages I was receiving from God when I would drink. 
alcohol. And so I quit drinking alcohol. It's over five years ago. Wow. Good for you. And, you know, they always say, well, alcoholics always make an excuse for this. So maybe this is going to sound like an alcoholic conversation. I don't know. But I do have to say, at the time when I chose to stop drinking alcohol, it wasn't because I was drinking every night or drinking every weekend. As a matter of fact, I was probably at the point of when I wasn't drinking very often. But I woke up one morning literally having three beers the night before and I was hungover. And I was like, this is never going to quit. This is never going to quit. And as I started getting older, it would take me till about Tuesday or Wednesday to get back into that, what I was explaining to you at the beginning of this, that feeling of being in the presence and really trying to work through the healing process. It took like the fog to lift up by like Tuesday if I had three beers on Saturday and I hated it. The beauty of it is, is that I was creating an awareness in my body to where I was like, I'm recognizing this. And so that's what triggered change within me. And I, I stopped doing it. Maybe make a mental note of this or write it down on your sheet of paper. A really good book that I read one time was called The Four Agreements. Have you ever heard of it? I haven't, no. The Four Agreements are don't take anything personally, never make assumptions, be impeccable with your word, and just do your best. And of course, the book elaborates on that, but it's a really good one. I think for anybody to read, we did a book study on it one time with a book group of people. And um, if we could live our lives by even four simplistic things like that, it would just trigger such phenomenal change and it will create a ripple effect at a quantum level in humanity. And I truly believe that. So they seem like simple enough things, but honestly, when you put it into practice, it's going to be a little bit more difficult, but it's just like <laughs> anything. It's like trying a new sport. The more you do it, the better at it you're going to get. Mm -hmm. And creating an awareness that if we can approach situations from our heart versus our heads. I mean, we've all done it. Oh my gosh, did you see that girl? Oh my gosh. She said she was on a diet again. I mean, how many times are you gonna go on a diet? That's from our head. Mm -hmm. From our would be, oh my gosh, she just has tried so many things. I hope this one really works out for her. And um well, I don't know, that's just the way I was raised. <laughs> you know, you were quick to judge. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's it comes with being from a small town and that's not a knock on small town life. That's just how We've been raised for generations and generations when we've had nothing else to worry about but what the person down the street is doing. And now mm -hmm. I think we are kind of making a generational shift. I feel like people my age in their mid-20s and younger, we're all taking like a step back and realizing, hey, they might have something else going on. It's not everything that you see is what's going on. Like they got stuff going on inside. They got stuff going on at home, at work, all that. We can't be so quick to judge just on what we're seeing with our eyeballs. Well, and I say what I say to you right now. And Lord knows I struggle with it all the time. You know what I mean? Because I was raised in a way, I mean, sometimes it's just like, gosh, I just want to say it because people are going to laugh because that is going to be But it's like, dang it, Nikki, you don't have to say that. My mom used to say, you know what I do, Nikki? I tell God my dirty jokes. <laughs> Why? Like, because I don't want to tell people at the pharmacy my dirty jokes because it's inappropriate to say stuff like that. So I just tell God. And I thought, well, why not? You know what I mean? He would probably prefer you say it to him than to somebody else. I mean, he has a sense of humor too, doesn't he? I mean, he created us in his image. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you got to do. So yeah, what else? That's more than 
enough, I would say. (laughs) Definitely like more than I was expecting. And I honestly, this conversation is so wonderful. And I'm so glad that we could have it because it's always so nice to find someone who comes from the same school of thought as you, even if it's not identical, it's similar. And it's so important that we have these conversations, we put them out for the world to hear because who knows whose eyes are we going to be opening to a whole new world and how are they going to change the world because of it? Right, exactly. Yeah, so it was an honor to do this too. To be honest with you, my intention was to give you ideas of different things around me, you know, not necessarily myself, but it was an honor to be able to do this. I told my daughter about it. She's 13. And I'm like, I have to go do an interview. I'm going to be on a podcast. She's like, what? That's pretty cool. What's it called? And like small town tourists, you know, she looks it up. right. Yeah. (laughs) Following, I'm like, (laughs) well, at any point in time, it sounds like you've done plenty of different things here in Sox Center. But I do want you to know that the nonprofit organizations that are involved with these murals, which that's another thing. I'm also part of doing tours specifically of them. And so if there's any, you know, anything, any of that type of thing, if all of a sudden you're like, I don't know, I don't know what to do. Give me a call. We can always create something. There's obviously way more small towns in this state than just Sock Center by all means. But there are just little things that are offered to where it's like they'd be good little fillers. So something to think about. Well, thank you for considering me and wanting to do this. It was awesome. Yeah, you are so phenomenal to talk to. I'm sure that we'll be doing this again, especially if we can get together and talk murals. I think that'd be a lot of fun. But before I end the recording here, tell everyone where they can find your business and your pottery and all that good stuff online. Zen Den Therapy on Instagram. Be Happy Pottery on Instagram. And I think that's it. Okay, wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, thanks, John. Thanks, Nikki. We'll definitely be doing this again. Good. Talk soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Small Town Tourist Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Minky Graves. Our theme song is That's My Hometown by Aaron Simmons. You can find him online, aaronsimmonsmusic.com, and wherever you stream music. Be sure to check out the blog, thesmalltowntourist.com, and follow on Instagram, at thesmalltowntourist.